Okay. All right. So, here we are, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Star Wars Blood Podcast. This week's episode is going to be about Bad Batch episode, what are we on, 13? Is that right? 13? Hold on. Yes, 13. Paboo. Cool. And, okay. We, we okay, let, let me get to the tech thing before I explode. Because that needs to be mentioned. The tech and fee relationship has to be called out. That has to happen. There's no skirting that. And it's interesting. It's it's very interesting. All right, so let's let's get into the breakdown. The Bad Batch, they they finally get a break from running, and that was actually very refreshing, in in a certain way because they're constantly on the run from the Empire. They're they're constantly under attack from you know just different people trying to kill them, whether that be the Empire, whether that be you know separatists, whether that be bounty hunters, or just scavengers in general. And they've been running for a while ever since the Clone Wars. Ever since they started fighting. And now they have Omega, and now they're just kind of going across the galaxy, doing random stuff. And they need a break. And they finally get a break with this episode. Pabu. They land on this planet called Pabu because Fee is like, yo, you guys are washed up. You need a break. I know a place called Pabu. You guys need a, you, you need a breather. Because there's so much you can take, right? And so the Bad Batch find themselves flying to this planet called Pabu. And they get on this planet and they're like, wow, this is great. We're hanging out in this planet called Pabu. And this is great. Like, we're chilling. And, okay, the planet itself was very interesting because it reminded me a lot of... Um, like Athens, Greece, with all those like whitewashed dome like houses. It it very much struck me as like Greek because we could see pillars. When the Bad Batch lands the Marauder on like a loading bay, we can see pillars, like Greek looking pillars as they land. And it was interesting because they land on on top and they're talking with Fee. Okay, and this leads us to text and fee's relationship tech's got a girlfriend like what okay tech he's been studying that quantum rizics at harvard he's been he's been putting in the work on that riz and i'm telling you what the rizometer between these two is high no cap brother it is high and we can see it and it's like whoa what is happening does does tech have does Tech have a crush on Fee? Like, what is this? What is happening? And, okay, even though this episode was a filler episode, I think we can all agree on that. That it was a filler episode. But it was so refreshing because the Bad Batch get a break and Tech is risen on Fee and Fee's risen on Tech. And it's like, oh my gosh, they're going to have babies. No, just kidding. No, I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting. They land on Pabu, and they meet the Bad Batch. They meet this guy, and he's the mayor of the entire town. He's the mayor of Pabu. And so the mayor of Pabu is like, yo, you guys are cool. I got my home. Yo, come have some Star Wars sushi. We'll hook it up. We'll chill. We'll talk. Put up your feet. It's time for vacation time. 
And so they're like bit. So they go to the mayor's house and they sit down for dinner. And Fee's like, see, I knew you guys needed a break. And they're like, wow, this is great. And okay, let me talk about the food they ate. This food looks exactly like sushi. And this is probably one of the problems I had with this episode is the food looks too much like Earth food. And part of this part of why Star Wars is so interesting is because it's another world. And when you bring other like when you bring worldly things into Star Wars, it takes away from the magic. Like when you put sushi in Star Wars, we all know what sushi is. Be original. Like think up like blue milk. That's that's abnormal. That's cool. Sushi in Star Wars. It's cool, but I feel like it takes away from the magic of Star Wars, in a way. If, if you know what I mean. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah, they have sushi. And Wrecker actually gets full. He's like, oh, I can't eat anymore. And Tech's like, okay, we have to document this. Wrecker has never been full in, like, 20 years. <laughs> in all seriousness, he's never been full in 20 years. And Tech is like, oh, my gosh. Let's document this occasion. So I thought that was a little bit of humor there. Also, Tech is playing some sort of solitaire, like Star Wars solitaire. And he's like, this is the best game because it challenges myself. And he says, this is the game where he's like, this game is the only one challenging enough for me because his brain is so big. Um, anyways, they, they're sitting down to dinner at the mayor's house. The mayor has a daughter and basically the daughter wants to go out on the ocean with Omega. And Fee's like, see? Oh, Fee is giving the Bad Batch, like, parental counsel. She's basically counseling the Bad Batch on how to parent. And I thought that was interesting because the Bad Batch are basically just a bunch of space daddies. I'm sorry, Pedro. They, they are. I know Pedro Pascal is, like, the OG space daddy. But, like, so is the Bad Batch because they're pa basically parenting Omega and they're responsible for her and, like, I don't know. Omega Omega has her own, like, you know, she, she's a prominent character. She has her own life. Um, and so Omega and the mayor's daughter go out on the ocean. Um, and something interesting happens. There's an earthquake. And the Bad Batch basically are like, okay, wait, is this the Empire? What's happening? And at first, when, they, when the earthquake happened on Pabu, when they're having dinner, I thought that the Empire was like, found them or whatever and i was like oh no the empire tracked them ah uh, everybody run but no it's it was just an earthquake and i was like oh, okay all right all right it's just another it's just an earthquake nothing bad's gonna happen and it seems that everywhere the bad batch go something bad happens you know and i'll get to this in a second but okay they get the earthquake and the mayor's like it's not that bad if it was bad the sirens would go off Another earthquake happens, and all the space monkeys, like, say, boy, bye, I'm getting out of here. All the space monkeys run. They're literally space monkeys. What are they called? I don't know. They're, they're called something. Well, let's, let's actually figure this out. Hold on. What are these space monkeys called? StarWars.com. Anyways, let me keep going. Another earthquake happens, and then the water starts receding from the island of Pabu. All the water starts receding. And that can only mean one thing. A tsunami. A tsunami is going to happen. And so basically the Bad Batch 
you know, they're separated because Omega's on the water and the Bad Batch are on Pavu. And they're like, oh, shoot. There's a tsunami coming. Because when tsunamis happen, the water has to recede or, or recede so that it can build the wave. And when that happens, they have like the wave gets built because the water is, is receding. Yes, I know geography. Be quiet. Anyways. And so all the water is receding and Omega and the mirror's daughter are in the boat and they basically get shipwrecked because the, there's no water left. So they have to jump off the ship and basically Omega uses her comms to contact Hunter and say, we're on the water. We have to get back to land. And Hunter basically says, start running for land. I'll pick you up in the Marauder. And this wave is terrifying. Like it looks spectacular. And I, I've been hearing this from the Star Wars stuff podcast and Star Wars theory that, um, uh, each shot in the Bad Batch is starting to look more realistic. The shots are beautiful in this show and they're getting better and better. Like the wide shots. Oh, amazing. They're really, really good. And so there's this tsunami towering over Omega and the mayor's daughter and Hunter swoops in, saves the day. Uh, Omega and this mayor's daughter get saved. They jump on the rope that's dangling from the Marauder and they just barely escape. You know, you got to make it interesting by this point. All the rest of the bad batch members are basically telling the townspeople and all the people of Pabu get up to the Citadel on top because there's a Citadel, basically a fallout shelter, a museum of sorts for ancient treasures. And that's what Fee is holding at the beginning of the episode. She's holding a green tree and that, artifact that she got from the pikes belongs to the Pabu people and it's not very valuable but it's the thought that counts and so that's valuable and all the people will have to get to the citadel on top of Pabu okay and yeah they basically everyone just runs and it's not really working there's too many people so tech and fee you know the the riz couple oh yeah tech tech i'm gonna be tech i'm gonna be making fun of you from now on you guys better get married or I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do a backflip. I don't know. Yeah. They better get married. If they don't, I'm going to be mad. I'm never watching Star Wars again. If they don't get married, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. No, I'm just kidding. They lower ladders to help the people escape tech and fee. You know, they, they make a good couple. I wouldn't mind seeing them. I, I Yeah. By the way, I think the Star Wars podcast are going to tech's wedding. So I'm going to. Yeah, and, I'm, and everybody, yo, yo, yo. If Tech actually has a wedding, you're all invited, okay? You're all invited. Anyways, let's get back to the episode. There's a tsunami coming. Hunter, Omega, and the mayor's daughter are in the Marauder, basically flying to the top of the mountain. Tech, Fee, the mayor, and Wrecker are basically, you know, the emergency response team. They're helping all the people get to the top of the mountain. Everyone gets to the top of the mountain, and... The last people running are uh, Wrecker and the mayor. They climb the ladder and the mayor almost falls to his death. You got to make it interesting. You know, you got to make it like, oh, he fell. Oh, Wrecker, grab him. Oh, he grabs his hand. Oh, he's dangling for his life. Oh, he strains under the weight. And he finally saves the mayor's life. And it's like, wow. Okay, cool. And basically everybody's like, wow. All right, we're on top of this citadel on top of Pabu and our homes are destroyed and the mayor's like it's okay this has happened before we'll rebuild we'll start anew and it's okay 
like just aloha man and that's cool like in the episode when they're on the island just this spirit of just like it's chill you know yeah sure we lost millions of dollars and our homes just got destroyed but you know what it's chill we'll find the money we'll rebuild it's all it's all good bro it's all good you know what i'm saying bro so that's the mayor's super chill and they're like yeah we'll rebuild and then the the basically the podcast or i mean the podcast or what the uh episode ends with tech having a twinkle in his eye for fee Ooh, yeah it, it, i i want to see more of the romance between tech and fee i think that would be fun it, it would also be very creepy but also super entertaining for all of us so hopefully they keep doing that uh let me talk about the mandalorian real quick um it was a great episode uh if i can even remember oh yeah it was the doctor the stupid dr pershing episode <sighs> i don't know i for me i'm trying to appreciate the dr pershing you know whole arc of that episode but i'm just not on board i want to see the mandalorian i don't want to see dr pershing that's it just didn't sit well with me this whole they spent 40 minutes doing the dr pershing thing I didn't really like that. Yeah, I know there's some of you that, that say, yeah, it's necessary. It's necessary. It's like, oh, they're, Dr. Pershing is still working for the Empire undercover and he's a spy and he's, you know, he's trying to, you know, clone Palpatine and he's still going for the Empire. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I could see that in Andor, not in Mandalorian. You know, and I heard this from the Star Wars stuff podcast. They were like, well, in Kenobi, the main character was Reva in Book of Boba Fett. The main character was Din Djarin in The Mandalorian. The main character is freaking Dr. Pershing. Like, no, please don't do this to me. Yeah, I do think the Dr. Pershing arc is necessary for this episode. I think it's chapter 19. I think. Yeah, the, the Dr. Pershing whole thing was was weird because I don't know. I, it just didn't feel like i didn't feel like it fit very well you know yeah episode three the wait what yeah episode three the convert yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah the dr pershing thing was weird the towards the beginning of the episode though we got the the whole thing with bo katan where mando and bo basically come out of the minds of mandalore according to creed both of them are redeemed both of them are mandalore Again, both of them are Mandalorians again, according to the creed of the Child of the Watch, which is a certain orthodox sect of Mandalorians. Din Djarin is the Child of the Watch. Bo-Katan is starkly against that. And basically, the important thing about Bo-Katan and Mando right now is Bo-Katan knows that the Mythosaur is in the Living Waters. She knows that. Din doesn't because he, like, got knocked out or whatever. So, I don't know. Bo-Katan might train. You might use Grogu to train to like calm the Mythosaur and then ride it into battle because Bo-Katan always wants to, um, she always wants to rule Mandalore. She's always want, wanted to do that. She's power hungry, basically, just like Paz Vizsla. They come out of the mines of Mandalore. They fight some Thai interceptors. Then it's the whole Dr. Pershing thing where uh 50 52 i think it is sets him up and no 57 47 i don't know 
the lady, the sus lady, sets him up, and the New Republic basically catch him and wipe his mind. Um, so, yeah, the new the, and it, it's cool because the New Republic after the Empire fell rose, and you can still see kind of like the just the drabness and the corruption when he's taking the test after each day with the droid. It's just boring and just lifeless. And Dr. Pershing is a huge doctor. Like, he can do so much. And he has a low-level job. That's kind of sus. That's kind of like, that doesn't, that's not really his purpose. So he wants to do more cloning research, even though he said he wouldn't. And so that's why he went to go get that supplies from the cruiser. And he gets caught by the New Republic because she set him up. So, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, and then... Towards the end of the episode of the Mandalorian episode, uh, Din Djarin and Bo-Katan get to the Mandalorian covert, where the child of where the armor is, Pazlizla, uh, the sect of Mandalorians that are the child of the Watch. They they stop there, they pull up, and Pazvizla's like, "Who are you, Night Owl?" to Bo-Katan. And Bo-Katan stays silent because while they're in the ship going to the covert, Din Djarin says, just keep your helmet on and just shut up and everything is going to go smoothly. Just trust me. And so surprisingly, Bo-Katan does that. And they get to the Mandalorian sect and Paz Vizsla's like, you're still an apostate, fool. And he's like, no, I have proof. Din Djarin's like, no, I have proof. I've been to the living waters. I said the words. I, I got the bottle full of living water. Let me pass. Let me through. Like, I just want to be redeemed, bro. And Pazlo is like, all right, all right, all right, cool. Just go to the armorer. And so they both walk in, and the armor's like, all right, let me see it. Let's see if you're actually redeemed. And so she takes the vial of living water, and she pours it into her quench tank, and it sparkles with the magic of the living water. And she's like, yeah, yeah, this guy's legit. He's actually redeemed. And he's like, by Creed, you are redeemed. And then she turns to Bo-Katan and said, also you, Bo-Katan, are redeemed. Bo-Katan's like, wait, what? No, this is not what I asked for. But she keeps her helmet on and she doesn't say anything. And basically she is a true Mandalorian. And we all know Bo-Katan doesn't like the child of the watch. She thinks it's a bunch of mamba-jamba junk, religious junk. And... That, yeah, that's that's really cool to see because Bo-Katan is now a child of the Watch. And what's going to happen in the next episode? Is Bo-Katan going to take her helmet off? Is she going to get rejected? Is she going to get killed by all the other Mandalorians? It's interesting. And when she gets redeemed by the armorer at the end of the episode, she gets patted on the back by all the Mandalorians. And I thought that was cool how there's so much camaraderie in the Mandalorian community when someone gets redeemed. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, this Mandalorian episode, I give it... I gave us I give it a six out of ten. If we didn't have the whole Dr. Pershing thing, that's just me. You that's my opinion. Like I just didn't like the Dr. Pershing part. Yeah, it's necessary, but when the show says Mandalorian, I kinda wanna see the Mandalorian. Not really Dr. Pershing, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's just me. I thought it was a good episode, six out of ten for the Mandalorian. For the Pabu episode, I give that a solid eight. And the majority of the good rating is solely because of the relationship between Fee and Tech. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, this is basically the end of the episode. Uh, my first breakdown episode. 
I have a YouTube channel. Scroll to the link in the link in the description below. I have YouTube. Email me any questions, concerns, or if you just want to chat, just email me. Um, I'm gonna try to get my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter account set up, and I'll even be on Discord if you want to, you know, follow me on Discord. I'll set that up as well. Thank you so much for listening. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. I even got my own website. If you take a look, all that info will be in the description. I love all of you. Leave a review. Thank you so much. Uh, and yeah, may the force be with you.